the Packers quarterbacks are now A Rod and J Lo. <laughs> you know, there have been some other news happenings from the wonderful and wacky world of sports, not just the just completed 2020 NFL draft, which was completed on Saturday afternoon. A, guy, a kid from Georgia was made Mr. What is it with the, the last pick? Mr. Mr. Uh, Irrelevant. There you go. It was a kid from Georgia. He went to the New York Giants and he was the last pick in the seventh round. Congratulations to him. But there are other things going on as we welcome you to the this 497th episode of Unscripted with Mike and Chris. Mike Jansen, Chris Fluke with you. And again, uh, hope everything is, is as well as it can be uh, as we continue to monitor and, and uh, survive and whatever else we're doing to get through this COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Um, I did see this week that there is a five-phase plan being uh, uh, thrown out there, if you will, by the uh, premier of the great province of Saskatchewan, which will start the first first bit of it starts, I believe, on May the 2nd or May the 5th or something like that, where businesses, uh, some businesses are being allowed to reopen. So that's a positive thing. Still no bars, restaurants and stuff like that in Saskatchewan, but it's all part of a five point plan. So maybe we're seeing a little light at that end of that proverbial tunnel. Um, we also want to talk about in this 497th episode, some potential opening up of the tunnel in the National Basketball Association, also in the National Hockey League. So we'll talk about that. And I guess we'll start, but I, I do want to start with something else for first. Uh, and I know Chris is going to be having comments on this because I've got comments on this. You know, before this COVID-19 thing uh, obviously became the story of all of our lives for 2020 and beyond the big story from the wonderful and wacky world of sports at least in my opinion was and this again was before the COVID-19 so no the the leagues were still going on spring training had started down in in baseball in Florida and Arizona and obviously the NBA season was going on. We were down to having somewhere between 15 and only 17 games left in the National Hockey League season. So this was before everything started, you know, they started slamming the brakes on all of the different sports that we love to watch and bet on and cry and complain and bitch about. But this was all before that. And that was, of course, the sign-stealing bullshit of the Houston Astros and the really ludicrous punishments handed down by uh Robbie Manfred I'm calling him Robbie now that's a little boy's name Robbie <laughs> I'm calling him Robbie now that's funny Robbie Manfred hands down the punishment of what uh number one uh, picks in the next two drafts uh the field manager AJ Hinch and the general manager Jeff Lunau they get suspended for a year and then they ultimately were fired uh, Crane, Crane. Besides losing the draft picks, loses five million dollars. Uh, but realistically, come on, that was a joke. No players. I'm still pissed off about that. The, regardless of all the people behind the scenes that had something to do with the sign stealing bullshit with the Houston Astros, 
there still was players out there that had to execute the game plan. And that's why I think that there should have been some punishment for Jose Altuve, Alec Bregg, Alex Brakeman, um, and, and others, obviously. Um, you know, so, and you've heard ex Astros players that have gone on to other teams and they're all apologizing, but the only apology that we've gotten out of any current Astro players is that crap that we heard off of those, those, uh, those statements that were oh, done when they had to make sad faces. Right, right, yeah. exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we've been waiting and waiting since that happened for the Boston Red Sox. And what was going to happen to the Boston Red Sox? Because one of the big one of the big players in the 2017 Astros sign stealing stuff was then bench coach Alex Cora, who then went on in 18 to be the field manager of the Boston Red Sox, and lo and behold. The Red Sox beat the Boston Red. Excuse me. The, yeah, the Red Sox probably did beat the Red Sox, but the Red Sox beat the Dodgers to win the World Series in '18. After the Astros had beaten the Dodgers in the '17 World Series, so we're all excited. I am to see what's going to happen to the Boston Red Sox because of they brought on obviously Alex Cora to be their field manager, and we just wanted to know what was going to happen to the Boston Red Sox because. If we find out that the Boston Red Sox are cheating, if we think it's going to be difficult for the Houston Astros to play the Yankees in the Bronx, can you imagine what it would have been like for the Red Sox to play the Yankees in the Bronx? You would have had to empty the stands before COVID-19 to let the Red Sox and the Yankees play in the Bronx if the Red Sox had been found to be substantially cheating. Well, obviously they weren't they weren't cheating that much because the Late last week, the, the uh, punishments for the Red Sox were finally handed down by Robbie Manfred. And again, unfortunately to me, no player suspensions, no player punishment. The Red Sox punishments were handed down, and this is what they got. The video replay system operator is a guy by the name of J.T. Watkins. He was suspended for the 2020 season and the postseason. They forfeit a second-round draft pick in the 2020 draft and fired Red Sox field manager Alex Cora will be suspended for the duration of the 2020 season whenever it starts, whenever it finishes. Before I get Chris involved, because I want to hear his comments, because he's been involved with me through this whole thing in regard to the Red Sox, Red Sox legend, maybe legend in his own mind, his wife happens to be from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, so she can't be all bad, But David Ortiz, Big Poppy, says that the punishment yesterday on a conference call with his buddies from Fox Sports, Kevin Burkhardt, Frank Thomas, Alex Rodriguez, and David Ortiz got together on a conference call, and Big Poppy says, and I quote, the punishment is too much. (laughs) Now, I know David Ortiz was a great hitter and had unbelievable amount of clutch hits for the Boston Red Sox during his day as a member of the Red Sox, as either a first baseman or a designated hitter. But in this case, when you hear Ortiz speak, you know to this day that he does still have a little bit of problem with the English language. I'm going to base his comment that the Red Sox punishment is too much on his lack of really having a handle on the English language because that's preposterous, Big Poppy. If you think that punishment is too much, 
for the Boston Red Sox and their involvement in their version of the 2018 signs-stealing scandal bullshit, whatever else you want to say it, as I bring in Chris for his comments on the punishments handed down to the Boston Red Sox. This punishment was a complete joke. It was actually somehow less than the minimum, I assumed. I thought that even having no respect for Robbie Manfred, I thought that even if he completely screwed up, which I knew he would, I thought it would still be worse than this because for the simple fact that I thought without anyone even thinking about it, it was just a gimme to take a first round pick before you even think about yeah, anything else. Absolutely. Your, your brain doesn't even have to activate. It can be like watching Storage Wars for eight hours straight. <laughs> you can just sit there and your brain, well, first round pick, obviously. Okay. So Done. That's a, Done. A, at least one, if not, if not two or three or four or five. Okay, first round pick. Okay, now the brain can be activated. We can start looking at, you know, sifting through the sand of what this is. But no, a second round pick. And it's not like it was one of the other three sports. In the other three sports of the big four, the first round pick is a big deal. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, first round pick is a big... Like, you take away a first round pick in football or basketball or hockey, that's a big deal. Like, that's a big punishment. When you have 40 rounds, there's a million guys, and it's so hard to reject. And, you know, you just never hear about... Like, even when a guy does well from the draft, you never really hear about it. In baseball, they never seem to be like, oh, this guy was a first-round pick. Like, it's, it's not really said. So to take only a second, it was just a joke. And then, as if the replay official, an obvious scapegoat here, as if he's just the mastermind. He's just this rogue, you know, vigilante yeah. going out there changing the game he's probably a five foot nothing that lives in his mother's basement yeah you talk like about, our mayor you talk about an obvious scapegoat and just an obvious bit player you know this is where you'd be like okay mr replay guy we'll you know we have bigger fish to fry here we're going to just give you immunity if you just let us know about all the you know top guys involved in this who are instructing you as if he's just sitting there doing this on his it's just it's unbelievable. And I don't know if it's because Manfred is simply naive or just lazy, but the fact that he didn't go deeper than that, like, oh, the replay guy, okay, punish him, second round pick, done. Well, life's easy. Boy, I'm really earning <laughs> my paycheck. it took him two months to do yeah, that. Yeah, not too, like, it's, it, it's really depressing. Like, you see Roger Goodell, how he can't even barely talk uh, when he's on there. Like, did he not announce 2020 as the next draft in Vegas? And then all, everyone had to... Who also got the memo had to be like, oh, uh, Goodell just announced 2022. For, like, he said 2020. I'm sure he did. Unless the audio cut out the perfect time. Right. He said 2020 because he's a mindless robot that gets paid absurd money to do absolutely nothing. It was just, you know, even his like trying to be, uh, I don't know if he's trying to be improvisational with people or what, but he, or, you know, spontaneous, but come on, guys, you can do better <laughs> than that. Like, like it's... These people, how do these people... <laughs> Jane's husband doesn't seem to have a lot of social skills. No, I know. And it, it's weird, because, and, but it's funny because he gets... He's one of those boring, stick-in-the-mud, you know, rich old white guys who doesn't have that. But he gets... Like, I think I do believe him when he said he misses the whole high-five and hug the guys as they come up to the stage when they get drafted because he gets to be cool with those guys for a minute, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so he gets to do that, unlike most of those guys that are just old and boring <laughs> and have no personality. So it's weird. And uh, yeah, but these guys, I don't know how they get their, to their positions, uh, but it really exposes the incompetence and the laziness of the owners in these leagues. And it is quite sad, but 
Manfred, I mean, what can you say? He hasn't earned a dime in his life uh, from Major League Baseball that he should have been paid. And it's completely pathetic. And once again, just dropping the ball with the laziest, safest punishment I've ever seen in any sport. I mean, this was just a completely rotten performance. This was the equivalent of the Packers or the Bears draft, maybe worse. It was just, he just, he doesn't earn his paycheck. He doesn't earn his money and I can't respect that. And he should be shown the door because he offers nothing. Well said, sir. Um, Let's move on. Um, As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that uh, potentially uh, we're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel, at least getting us some sporting events back in front of empty houses, but at least we're getting some encouraging news that um, I heard Cam Neely was doing, the former Boston Bruins great, was doing a radio show in w, on WEEI in Boston the other day, and he believes that players and management will wait and, as long as they can to complete this season and obviously postponing you know, the draft and things in, in preparation for next season. But I, I truly believe that Chris is exactly right, that the National Hockey League will award a, a Stanley Cup to the rightful winner this year. It may be Christmas, but um, I truly believe now more than ever. I'm not so sure about the NBA, to be honest with you, but I think in the National Hockey League, I think it's safe to say that Mr. Bettman and Bill Daly and the uh, 31 other owners seem committed, at least in my perspective, in my opinion, that I, I believe that the National Hockey League is committed to awarding the Stanley Cup this year to the eventual champion. We just don't know when. It was reported earlier this week, and we keep hearing this, that they're talking about having these regionalized areas of current National Hockey League teams. Now, remember, they were looking at places like some fucking place in, in North Dakota and some place in Rhode Island or something. I don't know. I, mean, I they, can update you on that if you want. Sure, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the what Elliot Friedman reported was that they had looked at places like North Dakota, like, um, oh, there was another one too that was, you know, a similar type of place to that. And they found that it doesn't look like those places really have the infrastructure for what they need because you need proper amounts of hotels, right. ideally modern amenities, uh, you know, spacious places, ideally. And they just weren't going to be accurate. So now they're really looking at Edmonton as a strong Yeah, well, if I may, um, they've looked at Edmonton, the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, and then taking it one step further, because those were three cities that they were looking at among candidates for using neutral site uh, arenas to restart the National Hockey League season. Now, yesterday, Pierre Lebron, writing at this time for The Athletic, is reporting that as many as 12 National Hockey League cities are being vetted. Vetted, does that mean like looked at? Yeah, yeah. Okay, why didn't they say looked at? Um, well, I mean, vetted, I, I know, you know, is just know. really specific when it comes to sort of sussing out. Yeah, but, uh, I, you know, I've had a tough week and I'm not that bright. And, <laughs> and why don't they just dummy it up for idiots like me? Um, cities such as Pittsburgh, Columbus, Dallas, and Toronto as, again, potential places to hold these regionalized. And then all the teams would by division would report to these cities and then they'd play the games and, and uh, you know, they have, obviously they have the capacity that Chris was talking about in regard to uh, hotel space and, and, and to feed and hold and uh, home these guys and yada, yada, yada. So 
Any comments in yeah, regard well, to well, what you've heard potentially? Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Friedman said that he doesn't really think Toronto's going to work. I know the league would love that because it's really central there, but it's uh, you know there's just there's quite a few cases out there. Obviously, anywhere in New York, New York yeah. or New Jersey is completely out the window for sure. Correct. So they're not going anywhere there. But uh, I don't see Toronto. I see the. I, I think Edmonton and uh, Minnesota are, are sort of good options there, and then North Carolina. Uh, there was he also reported there was something like there might have been a small outbreak there so they weren't or there was some other issue there so not sure about Carolina but yeah Minnesota and Edmonton seem like good ones they're they're really looking to find four good ones yeah. I think is what they want right and so yeah Edmonton and Minnesota I think you're going to see those ones there and who knows where else but I, I continue to say and I've said it from day one no matter how bad this thing has been on any given day I've continued to say I guarantee that the Stanley Cup will be awarded in 2020. And I agree with you. And then you hear that the comments by Cam Neely and, you know, Cam Neely would be, would be, you know, Cam Neely doesn't, to my knowledge, doesn't make a lot of uh, radio appearances anymore. But when he does, it's like that old, that old uh, EF Hutton or when EF Hutton talks, people listen. It's like, well, when Cam Neely talks, especially oh, yeah. in the Boston area, people are going to listen. Oh, yeah, I'll and listen so to Cam Neely. When yeah. he's, oh, so will I. And, and when Cam Neely speaks, there's some, there is some uh, legitimacy in regard. When Cam Neely says, it might be a while, but we're going to get a champion this year, well, then you, you just yeah, got yeah. to believe him. 100%. Um, also, the National Basketball Association has made news. And, you know, uh, Mr. Silver has been kind of type-lipped about, you know, uh, putting a date on things and, and he's not, and that's what makes him brilliant. I think is he's not putting, you know, a timetable. He just is always referring back to there's too many unknowns yet, but news did leak, uh, yesterday that NBA players will be allowed to return to team facilities as early as this upcoming Friday. Um, if local governments do not have a stay at home order in place. So I don't know the states that do have stay at home, and I don't know the ones that don't have stay at home, but I do know from this, if you believe everything that you read, which of course I never have, NBA players will be allowed to return to team facilities as early as Friday of this upcoming week, if again, local governments do not have a stay at home order in place. So I'm seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here. I think that will be when we get the games back now, I truly believe that we'll be in front of empty houses, and that's fine. At least the television cameras can get in there and give us the action that we're so craving for. And, you know, in the NBA, I have a, obviously a personal vested interest in what happens with the NBA this year for the simple fact that the Milwaukee Bucks were 53-12 and 12 <laughs> on March the 12th when Adam Silver shut everything down in the uh, the National Basketball Association. So I'd really like to see a conclusion to the NBA season. I think we will see one, but again, I'm not as confident in the NBA finishing their season as I am in the National Hockey League because anybody that will speak about it in the National Hockey League is telling you there will be a champion crowned, and I'm happy to hear that for damn sure. We are very excited about what we're going to be talking about in our next episode, in episode 498. Chris and I will go down a little bit of a kind of a rundown memory lane as we've done this previously in the National Hockey League and we had a lot of success with it and a lot of fun with it. We're going to do the same thing today here in episode 498 where Chris and I, now there's going to be different eras. We know that. 
doesn't matter. But we're going to go through the existing 32 National Football League teams, and we're going to uh, name our favorite player from that team, past, present, current, future, whatever. All I can tell you is there's not one member of the 2020 Green Bay Packers draft class that will be my nomination to represent the Green Bay Packers. I can tell you that for damn sure. Well, and last thing we'll say about this Packers draft here, because it's just so pathetic and it's it's definitely the worst. I mean, I've thought about, I have to say it's worse than the Bears. It is. The thing is with it, with the Bears, their guys that they drafted are either going to work out or they're not. And some of them probably will work out to some degree, you'd think. And then, okay, good, you got some good guys. Everyone misses on some of their draft picks every year, which is fine. But the Packers, even if, let's say Jordan Love ends up being great, it was still the wrong decision. Damn right. It was still wrong. You can't be right. You can't make decisions where you can't be right. At least Ryan Pace might be right. But with the Packers, no matter what happens with these guys, if this running back is great, well, Aaron Jones is already great. What's he going to be, a little better than Aaron Jones? Is that really worth not giving these extra weapons to Aaron Rodgers now so you could win a Super Bowl now when you've got this luxury of an Aaron Rodgers? You know, if Jordan, what's Jordan Love going to be? Even better? Rodgers is so good, even if you get a guy that's a little better, it's not enough to make it worthwhile. You've already got Aaron Rodgers. If you can't win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, quarterback is not your problem. Correct. It's it's other stuff. You've already got that. It you don't need to have a quarterback even as good as Aaron Rodgers. Never mind as good, never mind better to be where you need to be to win a Super Bowl. So it's wrong no matter how you slice it, but I did want to say cuz I forgot to say it earlier. A lot of people had fun with this just to make it even more of a clown show. The Packers quarterbacks are now A-Rod and J-Lo. <laughs> just to make it a complete fucking gong shit clown show <laughs> fuck off packers what the fuck is that a rod and j-lo uh they're looking to buy the mets we've got they are run. the mets yeah they are the messed up mets uh we've got to run on this 490 that's funny <laughs> packers the packers quarterback room consists of a rod and j-lo i love that um, I've got to remember that. I, I, I got. Oh, you'll re- never forget it now. I'll never forget it now. I got no question about it. Um, we've got to run on this 497th episode of Unscripted. As always, we'd like to thank you for uh, participating, and hope that you certainly continue to do so. And again, remember, with all the different social media avenues that Chris has given you to access Unscripted with Mike and Chris, please go on to one of them. Go on to all 18 of them. But please, we are asking you to please subscribe. If you can. And remember, on Spotify, it's not subscribe, it's follow. Really excited about episode 498. So the quicker I get this one done, the quicker I can get to 498. So let's do it. For the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.